Tonight's shir should be his chutz before Shalema. Continue before Shalema. Our daughter Liba Basrefke Devaira, who Baruch Hashem is moving along, but uh, taking her time. And it uh, should be his chutz that she should be able to join us at home, the Karav. When a person goes through an Isaiah situation, this tremendous opportunity to open your eyes and see Chizuk. Tremendous Yad Hashem. We don't get to see Yad Hashem when things are rosy as much. I remember asking my grandmother, I was like to have the most amazing grandmother, a Holocaust survivor. She once told me, and I discussed with her, the Nisayin of the Holocaust, and she said, don't judge anyone who went off the derech. But she said, for those of us that had our eyes open, I saw Hashem in the open during those years like I never saw him before or after. When there's an Nisayin? Just tonight, I was on the phone with my, uh, one of my sisters, we were talking about going through an Nisayan. And my sister shared with me, <coughs> she said that a couple of weeks ago, she offered help to someone to help set up their son's bar mitzvah, a friend of hers. Who, and her husband was in Eretz Yisrael, so she knew it was going to be a challenge. She took all the stuff that she was going to you know, decorate the tables with, whatever other stuff. And she put it in her car, so she be organized because her husband won't be there. It's going to be a little harder to go. And she went ahead and she, it's pouring rain. She says, listen, it's going to do a mitzvah. She sits into her car and she sees her car, the tire is flat. <coughs> There's no second driver in the family. Her husband's away. She doesn't know what to do. Anyway, she goes in the pouring rain. She runs with one of her kids and she's walking with them and she's telling them, you know, I don't know, it's, it's, a hard, it's a hard mitzvah, but we're going to get double the schar, and, you know, it's pouring rain. And, and she, in her mind, she said, I was thinking, I don't understand you. I'm helping this lady who needs my help, and, like, I have a flat tire. And anyway, she got people to come. They took the car, and they towed it to the shop. And she said it was really a difficult night. She was really... But she's mechazek herself. But she goes, listen, it's Yad Hashem. She said that night, this just happened, not much a few weeks ago, when there was that storm in New Jersey. The area that her car is always parked overnight, but wasn't there because it had been taken to the shop. A tree fell down right on the driveway, right in that spot. She says, a new windshield, uh, uh, most likely a whole new hood. She said, the big piece came tumbling down. She's like, last night I was convinced that this was the, such a, because Baruch, what do you want from me? I'm trying to help someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tired, my dear daughter. I'm trying to help you too. You went to help your friend? Yes, tonight you're not going to see it. Wait till the dawn. Wait till the sun comes up. You'll see exactly why you moved your car overnight. This is our whole life. But the kunz, the goal, is to see it the night before. When my sister was telling this to her kids, when it was still dark, it was still pouring rain. It's very easy to say it, hindsight 2020 vision. Yosef HaTzadik, 
In this week's parasha, the brothers turn to him. And after Yaakov Avinu passes away, and they're petrified that they're going to get back at them. And Yosef looks at them and he says, what are you thinking? You think you took me to Mitzrayim? He, 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 he's the Kishbor who put me here because I needed to be here to serve food for you people. You thought you were taking, you were doing something bad to me, says Yosef Asadi to them. You have to read the Pasuk if you have time over Shabbos. You thought it was bad. Kishbaruch was laughing. Kishbaruch looks around and thinks, look, you think you're doing them. You're helping them. I shared last Shabbos that in last week's Parsha, Yaakov Avinu says, Rav the word Rav. And the Medrash says that he says, when I heard that Yosef lived for 22 years in Mitzrayim, and he remained Erlach with all those tests, he's greater than me. Rav! Why is it Rav? Says the Medrash, because Yaakov Avinu, when the brothers came back and said, we need to take our younger brother to Mitzrayim, he said these words, Why did you do bad to me? Why did you tell the Viceroy? Why did you tell him they have a little brother? For those few seconds, Yaakov Avinu thought, that something could happen bad without being divinely orchestrated. Yaakov admits that he had a slip. He says, if Yosef, after 22 years of being down in jail, sold by his brothers, thrown into jail, and all those tests and all those insurance still remained at Sadiq, as the word Yaakov says about his son, means he never, ever thought for a second he was off the radar screen. The easiest thing to happen to us when we all fall off, when something happens to us, says, oh, Kashbrochah threw us away. Khalilo. Yaakov says, there's no way Yosef ever had that thought. Otherwise, he would never be here after 22 years. Because he got thrown and punched and pushed. As long as a Yid remains focused, that you're on the radar screen of a Kashbrochah, and Kashbrochah didn't leave you, you're good. The second the thought, the trade thought, crosses our minds, Maybe this is just random. As Yaakovino admits, he slipped for a moment when he was frustrated. Why did you tell him? Why did you tell the king that you have a younger brother? Now I have to send him. Yaakov says, Yosef, you are Rav. You are greater than me. Last Shabbos, I shared over Shabbos. I said, at the end of the day, it's very easy said. Every Rav gets up and every speaker, you have to remember in the darkness, but we need thoughts practical applications of this chizuk. And I said that I shared something that I heard last week. As always, Hashem sends me to the right place at the right time. I heard the following thing. A story about a Yid who had a terrible, terrible temper. Anyway, he reached the point he was wreaking havoc on his wife's life, his kids. They could not deal with it anymore. That was it. And the family got together and made a meeting. We cannot live like this. We're living in fear. He's terrible. We have to sign a pact. We're going to make sure he never, ever gets upset. We're going to make sure everything he wants is perfect. And for three months straight, they were successful. Whatever he wanted, at this beck and call, he never waited, never everything was perfect for him. And for three months straight, he didn't lose his temper. 
He's walking in the street after these three months and he meets a classmate who remembers his terrible temper. And the classmate looks at him. And he says, oh, by the way, I remember you had a bad temper. How is it? He goes, temper? I'm done. I don't have a temper. It's been months since I've lost my temper. Obviously, his son was listening to this conversation. was looking at himself like, you don't have a temper. You didn't have anything to temper about. And this guy was walking around convinced that his temper was gone. The chizik I heard is as follows. Why does a Baruch send us a test in Amuna? Why? Why is it while we're going through a challenge, a Baruch Hu throws a second one in all the time? And sometimes a third, and you're like, Hashem, you're throwing everything down at me? No, 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 no. The greatest failure of a person's life is that he walks around to his last day thinking, I have no issues with Amuna. You know why you think so? Because you never tested the Amuna. Just like that person who thinks he has no temper. Do you know why HaKadosh Baruch in his infinite kindness sends us tests in, in Amuna? If not, you will never work on Amuna once in your life because you have no Amuna issues. Imagine you never had a test in Amuna. You would walk around your whole life thinking, of, I am worked out in Amuna. And Chas Shalom, you turn 120 and you never developed Amuna. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us gifts and they're hard at times. I'm not... Believe me, they're hard. And I'm working on it now. And you work on it now. I'm not saying it's easy. But if you don't get that test, you fool yourself. We were all laughing when we heard the story about that fool with the temper who thought he had no temper anymore. Of course you have a temper. No one tested you for three months. Next time you get a test, it's not because a Baruch was telling you you're off the radar screen. It never crossed Yosef Atzadik's mind for 22 years that he was off the radar. And he was alone, thrown in a prison. I don't know how many thousands of miles away from the closest he had. Who knows? Or hundreds of miles from Eretz Canaan to Mitzrayim. Whatever it was. He was very far away. He didn't see a yet for 22 years. Next time that Nisayan comes, it's not here to break you. It's here to help you work on it so that you develop yourself and don't walk around fooling on yourself. If you don't get an assignment for tefillah to have to daven for something hard, you convince that your davening is fine. Believe me, when someone has something pressing, I can tell you, Zerub, I know what goes on in people's lives. You watch someone going through a parnasa issue. You watch someone going through a health issue. Oh, they're davening. Oh, it's a different davening. People might not know. I can tell. It's... It, Oh, maybe my davening was not adequate. It was totally disconnected. Now it's connected. That test was a hug and a kiss. And they're hard hugs and hard kisses. It's hard. I'm not undermining the challenge, Rabbi Say. I'm just asking you to listen to how we can go through life and failures if we never get tested. So why does not Kosh Baruch tell us it's a test? Very simple. Imagine you're about to walk out of a house and someone tells you there's going to be someone who's going to take you off outside. But don't lose it because it's a video camera that's trying to see if you have a temper. Would anyone in the world lose their temper? Of course not. Never. Because you're told it's a test. So we're not told it's a test. We're not told it's an opportunity. I've closed. I shared a story last week as well. I'm sharing this with you because people had chizik from it. How people in life, when you have difficult midas, 
and you have a difficult Nisayin, remember those are opportunities. Jump at them and reach for the stars. As I heard once from someone, when you have a rock in front of you or a step in front of you, a piece of wood in front of you, you can either trip on it or step on it to go higher. Those are the steps to go higher. And I shared a very interesting story that I also heard last week. Again, the Chazda Yivituvah shared with me this story. And it's a story, again, about somebody who took his challenges in life, his test in life, and changed the world, made the world a better place. Didn't get broken. I shared a story about someone who lives in New York, and he is called the Shalom Man. He, for a living, not for money, for life, what he does is he gives, he makes shalom between people. He makes shalom between husband and wife, between business partners, between siblings. This is what he does. He's an isha shalom. And he went ahead, and someone asked him, "What inspired you?" He's very successful, and he says, "I'll tell you the honest truth, my story. It's a little bit of a dark story, but I'll share with you. When I was a teenager and a child and a young adult, I was a terrible bully." I caused people misery, miserable lives people had around me. So he says, okay. And he says, I, when I got older, I regretted it. Then I decided I'm going to ask Mechila. I'm going to ask forgiveness from my friends around me. Okay. And I called all my friends. At that point, they already graduated. They moved on. They were 35 years old. Later on in life. And they all said, yeah, 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 we moved on. One friend said, absolutely not. I'm not. I said, why not? He says, no way, you can't just bully people for years, ruin their lives, and then walk away scot-free. Absolutely not. I'm not going to be my He says, come on. He says, only on one condition. There's bullying going on in schools today. If you take on today that you're going to go into schools and tell kids what happened to you as a bully, and you'll stop bullying, I'll be my He says, I don't have time. He says, do it. The person says, I went into schools, and I sat with teenagers and young boys, and I told them about what my mistakes were, what damage I wreaked, what kind of havoc I wreaked on people's lives. He says they changed their lives. They're like, wow, it wasn't from a tzaddik. It was from me, a Russia, someone who really was a Russia. And he says, you don't understand. I changed people's lives. I made people. And then I was so successful. I went into adult bullies and bad husbands and wives and bad business partners. And I changed the world. And I think to myself, when he might have thought in his life, I was given this bully personality. I was given this, it's terrible. It's a horrible thing. He could have questioned the Kosh Baruch Hu. Kosh Baruch Hu says, take this Nisayan and grow with it. Yosef HaTzadik took his Nisayan and he became Yosef HaTzadik forever. None of the other Shvatim are called HaTzadik. His challenges was his success. His tests were his success. This person's challenges and tests that he decided to overcome became his success. The next time you're thrown, a brick or a block in front of you, instead of tripping on it, jump on it. So now you're higher and now you have a better vision and a better view. Because Baruch should help us that we should reach the vision of Yosef HaTzadik, be inspired by him. He did not get back at his brothers. He did not, wasn't upset at them. He said, this is all from the Bayri Island. People that live with HaKosh Baruch don't get ticked and upset because no one can help them. When David Amalek gets cursed by Shimi ben Gera, he says, kill it. He says, this is not Shimi. This is from Hashem. Shimi's the tool. And the sign comes from Kosh Don't sit there saying, if this would have happened, this would have happened. Stop. Everything is from Kosh Every test, gift wrapped, with a bow on it, addressed to you. 
Never for a second are we off a Kashbalka's radar screen. With that chizak, we will all be zaycha to the parnasa, to the refuah, to the yeshua, whatever it is that you need. That's all a Kashbalka wants. Pass it. Embrace it. So I could remove the test from you. Have a wonderful Shabbos.